0: To you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. Twenty percent
1: skill, fifteen percent concentrated power of will, five percent pleasure, fifty percent. Anyway, he never really talks much, never his status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact that many misjudge because he makes a living from writing and Put it together himself, got a picture sure connects. Never asking for someone's help, but he gets some respect. He's only focused on what he wrote, his will is beyond reach. And now it all unfolds, the skill of an artist. 80% skill, 80% beer, be 100% clear. clear. Cause why you was ill? Who would've thought he'd be the one that set the West in flames? And I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verses? Dude is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots. and socks through the roof. I heard him from a death 10 percent luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power. He's Spitting fire and might got him out the dryer. He's hot, found him in Fort Minor with top denial. Is Porcupine? He's a he's a tight women. Want to be within rappers. Hope he gets eight years in the making, patiently waiting to blow. Now, the record was you notice taking over the globe. He's got a partner in crime. Is equally dope. You won't believe it. You know, the
2: way This season has gone, as far as injuries, and you know, you have high expectations when the season starts, you lose one of your best pitchers and you lose a reliever. Still finding ways to win games. I haven't talked one time with our team about winning the West or winning the overall. Even when it got close in the last 10 days, I haven't even brought it up. Don't even talk about it. So, uh, obviously, it's hard to do. I'd love to do it. Uh, I'm not going to fall over if it doesn't happen. Uh, We're just, man, I feel great about where we're at. I'm so proud of our team, how they played uh, all season long with all the adversity and Ups and downs of the injuries, uh, but one thing, and I say it all the time, they show up every day and play hard, and hey, if we win it, awesome, if we don't, awesome, we'll just move on and get ready for the All
1: right,
3: that is the familiar voice of Dave Van Horn as we welcome you into the zone on a great-looking Thursday. We appreciate you joining us. Razorbacks are back on the Diamond tonight. Against Vanderbilt in the final regular season series over the year and then they will prepare hopefully not too hard for the SEC tournament next week we are all fingers crossed that that won't last uh, too long over in Hoover John neighbors will be there live thanks to our great sponsors and I'll give you that full list when we get a final list of them uh, put together this week but we do appreciate them and that will continue into the regional which will be in Fayetteville and we assume a super regional in Fayetteville as well regardless of the outcome and we will talk about some scenarios here with Arkansas coming up. Get some NBA talk. We're going to talk some horse racing at the bottom of the hour with Dick Girardi, a longtime horse racing reporter and um, common guest in the zone. I don't know how many years he's been coming on now, but every, every year I've
4: been here. So
3: Yeah, he's great. Um, and then we will talk uh, some movies in the final hour. Our buddy Chris Alley coming up from Rock and Roll Sushi. It's a new segment in the zone we're going to do, I guess, every week. I think they're going to come up. And we'll look at uh, some different things. It may not be a big-screen movie. It may not even be something that just came out. But in many cases, it will be. I think today he's going to take a look at Air, which we've talked about a little bit already. I heard David kind of breaking it down the other day as if it had just come out. And so we're going to do the same thing today. Sound like a good idea, so we're going to do that, too. But um, it is a good one. For those who missed it, you definitely should see it. Uh, Wes will ruin the ending for you. Michael Jordan gets paid. So there you go. Um, but anyway, a busy day. and. Uh, also had Coach Pittman in town yesterday, which was cool. Got to go on Drive Time Sports, hang out with Randy a little bit. Got an update on McAdoo, and it wasn't a good one, unfortunately. Sounds like you know, football is the last thing on their mind when it comes to him right now. And Quincy was such a great story, being an Arkansas guy and had the accident. Sounds like the recovery is taking a little longer than expected and not too optimistic that he'll be playing again, or at least this season. Or maybe not anytime soon.
4: You know, uh, I was interviewing Coach Piment last night, and the uh, one of the reporters from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette was uh, asking him about McAdoo, and, and it was just the tone of the accident, it, it caught me a little bit off guard, I I knew he was in an accident, I knew he <clears throat> was in a hospital, but uh, I'm hearing this, I'm like, this is more serious than I realized. Right. You know, that's what was going through my mind, and so I asked Coach, I said, Coach, this caught me off guard a little bit, I didn't realize how serious this was, is is, there, is he going to play this year? You know, and he, he he didn't answer the question, for me at least, you know, but I guess on the radio it was a different answer.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that he specified it, but it sounded like it was going to be a long road to hoe. So, long road to hoe. Anyway.
0: Quincy's is doing a lot better. Um, I believe he's going to be home uh, in Clarendon by Friday. Uh, got a lot of work to do. Uh, if anybody can get back to on track at the right, uh, as fast as, you know, the good Lord let him, he's going to get that. He's improved so much. I'm so proud of him, and uh, he's, he's, he's going to get back ready to go at some point.
3: At some point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a little more, obviously, more serious than we had anticipated. Because, I mean, again, I didn't know he'd been in the hospital that long or being had been
4: treated that long well they had moved him to little rock we found that out last night yeah. and so he is now here and but his coach said they think he's going to be released from little rock uh, either today or tomorrow he said later this week and then of course then that's when he would go to clarendon for uh, i guess the start of summer and maybe he gets to go back to fayetteville i don't know so anyway and then i i guess the uh his seatbelt came off in the accident mm. is what coach said because the reporter asked him is that you know is this a great lesson we need to be wearing a seat belts he's like oh he had a seatbelt on but it popped open during the wreck during the must have been a heck of a wreck yes that's mm. what, exactly what i was thinking so there is uh, uh speculation out there that's why arkansas has added extra cornerbacks in the last couple of days to the transfer portal because they're not sure about their depth
3: Well, Coach is certainly excited about that, and that was something he alluded to. He said he's got one scholarship spot left, and he did fill a spot yesterday. Former TCU cornerback Keon Stewart has flipped from Michigan State to Arkansas, 6 feet, 185, and that was after an official visit yesterday, so things must have gone really well. Four seasons at TCU before he went in the portal in January, and he's expected to join the Hogs later this month officially. He's out of Houston and was a three-star, I think, originally from what I saw. Thirteen games last year, fourteen tackles, three breakups, four fumbles, so not overly impactful, but he can be added to the list in an area of need, so that's good. If you want to join us today, 661-1037. Uh, hit us up on the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, same number if you want to. Ask your record live fan feedback. Yes, sir.
4: Yeah, and then there's uh, one other, uh, speaking of the portal, an offensive lineman uh, that they're going after, uh, Mari, I believe is his name, and they feel good about him. So that could be the last uh, scholarship spot right there, and they're, they're full and uh, getting ready for summer.
3: Got a story I want to get into a little bit later about uh, the ACC and something they're doing, and to me it's a little concerning for schools like Arkansas if the SEC were interested in what they're talking about doing over there. We'll get into that in just a sec, or a little bit. Um, What else we get from Pittman yesterday? Appreciate uh, Randy hanging out with him yesterday, getting him on. Actually, John Neighbors was the one that kind of facilitated this whole thing. was over at Fassler Hall, part of that road show. And Coach Pittman also talked about KJ. We talked about KJ a little bit yesterday and his... Place in the sort of the uh, pecking order of quarterbacks nationally and in the SEC. And coach talked about his quarterback yesterday.
0: KJ Jefferson's, well, he's a heartbeat of our football team, um, maybe the heartbeat of the state of Arkansas. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, I think we have the best quarterback in the SEC, and uh, you know, anytime you have that, you got a chance to win, and and uh, we've we've been able to put some pretty good pieces around him. I think, and I think we're going to be good on offense and and ha- have a good physical football team. But KJ drives the, you know, he drives us, and uh, we're going to count on him to be special, and I'm sure he will.
3: I mean, doesn't he have enough on his plate
4: already? <laughs> Let him sit back. Yeah. And focus on the bus.
3: Yeah, let him play quarterback and just like you know lead the team. I don't think you should have to drive the bus too. That seems excessive. It's asking a lot of one guy.
4: I think an offensive lineman needs to be driving the bus. Yeah, probably so. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: anyway, if you want to join us today, feel free. We'd love to hear from you. Come on.
4: Is there a poll question out of what we led with with Dave Van Horn saying if we uh, win the if we win the SEC, great. If we don't, great. How important is winning the SEC? Championship to you.
3: The regular season is important. I think it's great, and I also can't wait for them to not be in divisions anymore, which will also be great. Yeah, because baseball certainly doesn't need them.
4: Yeah, I'm whatever. That that doesn't bother me. I'm whatever on that.
3: Well, it's just there's no there's no reason for it, and you can't. I mean, it's hard to say. Oh, they're the they're the. And again, you're not going to get a true picture because there's so much variance in scheduling. But I well, I you put yeah, yeah. I just don't think there's a. I, well, I just, you play, yeah, yeah. I just don't think there's any reason When for
5: everybody it. plays everybody, there's no reason.
3: Yeah, and mm-hmm. to be the regular season champion, you know, you got to have the best record, obviously, but you're also playing in divisions. It's just weird. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But a bottom line is, I think winning the regular season is great. I don't care if they win the, in fact, I would prefer they didn't win the SEC tournament because I don't want to play
4: in that many games. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, scale 1 to 10? You want them to win this weekend? Is it How important is it? Um, I don't. It's like he said, if we do whatever, if we don't great, because he well, feels like they, they're 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 coming together You, you got Wagner coming back that, that came out yesterday, he's been taking a, a lot of uh, batting practice off of live pitching, a lot of their pitchers had to get in work this week because they didn't get to pitch last weekend so they've been doing some live batting practice with pitchers inside, and he said that Wagner was going, you know, just time after time after time, sounds like he's ready to go I, I just feel like no matter what happens this weekend, if they win the SEC or not, Coach is ready. He's ready for the postseason. He feels like this yeah. team's ready to roll.
3: Well, it's, it's not devastating if you don't happen to win it. If you end up a half game behind somebody or you, you, know, you barely lose out, it's not the end of the world. We had a great season so far, especially with what you've overcome. So, no, I don't think it's devastating by any stretch of the imagination. It may be less important than the other programs winning the conference title in the major men's sports because... We know Arkansas baseball is measured by what it does in the postseason. I mean, really basketball is becoming that way too. For football, obviously, winning a conference title would be remarkable and it would be huge. Yeah. But I don't think it means a ton for the for the basketball program or the or the baseball program because everything that they do is measured by the postseason. It is. But it is nice to have that, I guess. It is nice to win a conference title.
4: It's another feather in the cap, I guess. Yeah at the, you know, when it's all said and done, you, you look back and maybe for the players, you know, they can say one year, maybe they didn't win it all, but you know what? We were SEC champs and that meant a lot that year. Sure.
3: Hagen Smith will go for Arkansas today. Seven and one with a two, four, seven ERA. We talked to him yesterday a little bit about a number of things and you can check that out on our podcasting sites. If you are interested in hearing from him, uh, Vanderbilt will go with a righty, Patrick Riley, three and two with the six, four, three ERA. Vanderbilt's starting pitcher does not look great on paper, but I will say this, they've been awfully good. They are 11-1 and one at home in SEC play, so they have been awfully tough to beat, just like
4: Arkansas has on their home field in conference. They're Friday night starters out, and they're other they're, that's why they have a TBA that guy may be out too. They may be without two of their uh, top three pitchers this week.
3: They've announced their their Friday starter. It's a lefty, Devin Futrell, who was six and three with a two nine three ERA, so he's pretty darn good. And then yeah, Arkansas and Vanderbilt are both TBA for Saturday. But again, I wouldn't imagine Arkansas would do anything different than what they've done lately. No,
4: no, Arkansas will be the same path as long as they, you know it works out that way for Van Horn. You know, not some sixteen inning game tonight or something. Right. I want to say, and I'll look. I think Futrell's their Saturday starter, and they bumped him up a day. Uh, Or maybe started Friday last week. Uh, But I read a story that their number one guy is going to miss this week's series. And another, I think it was their number three guy, could possibly miss it also.
3: So for Arkansas this week, and here's how it works. Uh, Two wins would clinch a share of the title. Three would win it outright. So Arkansas controls uh, the outcome in the SEC. Not its own destiny. Because destiny is uh, cannot be impacted by you. No,
5: it's predetermined.
3: That's exactly right. So we don't we don't say control their own destiny, um, but they do control their own outcome when it comes to the SEC title. If Arkansas and Florida finish in a tie on top, both would be considered co-champions. A tie would only be broken for SEC tournament seeding purposes. If Arkansas goes two and one, and Arkansas and Florida be co-champs, if Florida goes undefeated, uh, Arkansas would be a champion if Florida loses at least one game. So that's another thing we can root for. Florida has who this weekend? Let's look. Kentucky? I don't know. Is that a guess or an answer? Yes. Guess. Okay, let's look it up. If Arkansas goes one and two, Florida be the outright champion with three wins. Arkansas and Florida be co champs with two Florida wins and one LSU loss. So then LSU gets back in the mix. So Arkansas currently is sitting alone at the top. Um, and obviously beating Vanderbilt in a game is good, and winning a couple would be great because of their prowess at home and what they've done. Uh, in SEC play this year. 6 o'clock tonight, SEC Network is broadcasting today and tomorrow and SEC Plus on Saturday in the 2 o'clock start. 7 o'clock tomorrow, by the way. So I'll be watching that tonight. And then we also get Lakers and Nuggets, Game 2. How important is this game for the Lakers, Christian, or does it matter? Are they still in okay shape, you think, dropping two on the road in Denver?
5: I think if you drop it, you're still, you're still okay because neither team has lost a home game yet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the cliche is a series doesn't start till someone wins on the road. Okay. Florida is at Kentucky. Okay.
3: Uh, and Kentucky's obviously a team that's bound for the NCAA tournament, too. So that will not be an easy sweep for Florida to go to Lexington and win all three either. So that's good. Uh, golf news real quick, and then we'll take our break here. Dick Girardi coming up in about seven or eight minutes. Arkansas finished with a 6-under, 282 on Wednesday. They ended up second, though, in their regional, which is fine because they will advance to the NCAA tournament. The Razorbacks opened the day with a seven-shot lead, but how about Georgia Tech got hot and passed them, and uh, they uh, pulled away to win it by eight shots at 53 under par. Uh, Arkansas, by the way, set a record at 45 under. That is their record for the school in any 54-hole tournament, and North Carolina ended up behind them by a couple of shots, and North Carolina, by the way, is ranked second nationally, so that is not insignificant. So, anyway, Arkansas will advance on now. I don't know where the... Here it is. Greyhawk Golf Club, Scottsdale, Arizona. And, of course, Little Rock and UAPB did not advance, unfortunately. Um, And so, kudos and good luck to the Arkansas golf team moving forward.
4: I think just watching it from the outside... Uh, They had made a lot of birdies the first two days, and I think the the only way they weren't going to advance to the national championship is if they uh, made a bunch of bogeys, and it looked like uh, they played it safe yesterday, and uh, maybe they weren't firing as many pins and just going to the middle of the green, getting their pars and moving on. And uh, Arkansas comfortably, easily made it to the uh, NCAA championship, and that's what really mattered.
3: The other thing is, um, oh, we should mention, by the way, last night in the NBA, Miami knocked off Boston. And I will be really curious to see what Boston does if they don't win this uh, series and make it to the finals as the favorite.
5: You think they may uh, fire Sleepy Joe Missoula?
3: I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Hmm. Would it shock you? No. Yeah. I heard some of the dumbest conversation I've heard in a while on ESPN this morning. Well,
5: I mean, if you tune in every day in the early morning, you usually hear something dumb. They
3: do try to create storylines that aren't really storylines, but one of the things they brought up was, they said, uh, that they did not talk to Embiid before they fired Doc Rivers, and apparently he wasn't happy with the decision. Well, that's odd. And I was like, uh... I don't think I'm going to ask my star player even what to do with the coach. As the GM or the owner, I'm going to make the decision, and I don't ask other people um, or tip them that I'm going to make a personnel move. And it sucks if you don't like it, but it's what are you going to do about it? I mean, it's not like you're going to ask for a trade because of it. Over, I mean,
5: I think in a lot of cases they do consult their star players.
3: Yeah, I don't about,
5: think and they want like, their input, it doesn't necessarily mean that they won't fire the guy, but they want to hear what they have to say.
3: Yeah, but to me that makes it worse, because if he says, no, I really want to keep him, I don't want him to go anywhere, I feel like we're in great, great shape with him there, and then you fire him anyway, then you're doubly pissed off. It's like, well, I didn't know, I didn't talk to you about it. It's my my call anyway. I think players understand that. It's up to the GM to make the move. Right. But, and they also said he was not consulted before they made the trade for Harden. Which,
5: That's odd also.
3: See, personnel moves like that, like player moves, I can see having a discussion like, how do you think this would fit? How do you think you'd play off this guy? What do you think of this guy? Do you like this guy? Do you hate this guy? How would the locker room fit be? And I mean, they're all pros. It's a business. But that, to me, makes more sense. But as far as personnel with the, with the coaching moves, I don't know that I would consult a player if I was a GM.
4: I heard a uh, last night on ESPN, <clears throat> they were talking about the uh, Phoenix Suns. And apparently, their GM had a discussion with Durant. <laughs> booker and booker and basically laid it out and said hey here's what we're wanting to do they weren't asking for their input but basically, inform them. Here are the reasons why. Here's what we think we, you know, what we we're going to do. Um, we want to let you know ahead of time. Yeah. So the, the, they're basically on the same page and not caught off guard. Sure. and Read it on Twitter, and I think that's a, that's a good way a, about it. And it, it almost makes you feel like as a player, you are kind of involved in the process.
3: I just don't think because of the way the hierarchy works, right. and you got a guy above. I mean, he's the head coach, and I mean, technically, he's above in the in the food chain above the players. You don't consult, but if it's a guy that's on that level, I mean, if you're on the same level, I think it's fine to discuss.
5: Well, let's be honest. The star player is more important than both of them.
3: The star player usually has more stroke, yes. Yeah. But we can also say it's a pretty defensible position to fire Doc Rivers with his history. It's
5: definitely defensible. Yeah. In that that position, I think it made sense to fire Doc Rivers.
3: Sure. Anyway, I I was just like, well, and then then somebody brings up, they're like, well, maybe he'll be asking for a trade, and I'm like... All right, relax, everybody. <laughs> like, Let's not start just making up storylines now. No. I mean, calm down. Let's see who they hire first off and see if Embiid's happy about that.
5: Now, it is going to be a weird offseason for them because they're going to hire a new coach. Rumors are James Harden wants to go back to Houston. Okay. Which their old GM is Daryl Morey, who was the GM at Houston, so it's a weird... Affair. That is weird.
3: But But I can see why. I mean, are they going to be any good? I mean, they obviously have an upgraded coach. 76ers? No, no, no. no. Houston. The Rockets.
5: They want to be good... I don't know if they will be that good.
3: Um, speaking of Houston sports, can I give a jockstrap to the Cubs, who were in complete control of their game last night, and then the Astros came back with a two-run 2, uh, two run RBI single, I think it was, at the end, to walk it off. Blew the lead. Hmm. And they are now on a five-game
4: losing streak. Hmm. I feel your pain. Rangers' bullpen is killing them. I mean, they would be... Right there is one of the best teams in, in baseball. And they've got a good record, but they've blown, I think now, it's seven games.
3: What I meant to say was game ball to your Astros, Christian. Yeah. That was so great. <laughs> what a
5: comeback. That you guys yeah. were able to pull that off. We've been off to a slow start this year as well, which the Rangers lead the AOS so yeah. far. But...
3: but Just imagine if they didn't have seven blown saves. You guys yeah. are in second? I think? Yeah. yeah. 1027, we'll take a break. Dick Girardi going to join us on the other side. We're talking preakness stakes with him after the timeout. And this segment is brought to you in part by our friends out of Guadney Chevrolet. Great day to go buy a car. And when you go to Guadney, every day is a great day to go buy a car. And I encourage you to go by and see our friends out there today. Why wait? Interest rates continue to be a struggle for a lot of folks, but over at Guadney, they take care of it, my friends. Across the entire Chevrolet lineup, Guadney is now offering 1.9%. I'm talking new Blazers, Equinox, Trailblazers, Traverse, and Silverados. And those Silverados with the 2.7 TurboMax engine. Great financing, though, on all those. And they're still doing three months with no payments. 90 days, no payments. Pre-owned vehicles that are good enough for mom, and they're still buying late model vehicles as well. So if you're trying to sell one off, stop by for an appraisal, get an offer, and let them write you a check. If you still owe a little bit on the vehicle, they're going to pay it off. It's that easy. If you're just trying to get out from underneath this vehicle that you don't need, go buy Guadini Chevrolet. And if you're looking for the next car in your life, that's the place to go see. 1.9% 90 days, no payments. Beautiful. Jacksonville, the Gregory Street exit, online at GuadagniChevrolet.com.
5: Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone with Justin and Wes, presented by Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton, home of the Chocolate Nachos. Take exit 108 for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Sports Center. Arkansas baseball got a tough piece of news yesterday. Sophomore second baseman Peyton Stovall is out for the season with a torn labrum, according to Dave Van Horn. Stovall is hitting .253 on the year with six homers and 31 runs driven in in the 38 games that he played in. The number two ranked Razorbacks are without Stovall tonight as they begin a three game set in Nashville for the number 12 ranked Vanderbilt Commodores. The Hogs are eyeing a second regular season championship in the last three seasons. They have a one game lead in the Florida Gators, a game and a half lead in the LSU Tigers, and a two game lead lead on Vanderbilt. First pitch is at 6 p.m. tonight. You can catch it right here on 103.7 The Buzz. Razorbacks golf coasted into the championship round of the NCAA golf tournament. They finished in second place in the Salem Regional with a score of 45 under par. Eight shots off the leader Georgia Tech but a monster third round to claim first place. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network.
1: It's May, and May means more at Saracen Casino. More winning, and of course, another great vehicle giveaway. This month, play to win the hottest SUV on the market. Ford's Big Ben Bronco 4x4 from Trotter Ford. The iconic Ford Bronco is back. Better than ever with more advanced technology and creature comforts. And could be yours just for playing at Saracen. Win more in May,
6: including a new Bronco. Saracen Casino Resort. Vegas, Arkansas style. You have brother. problem? Call 800-522-4700. Twin Peaks is the best. Best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees. And rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late night fights through hoops we hate them as much as you do so we're bringing back our buy three
1: get one free sale at Big O, we legitimately give you a free tire we don't mark it up we don't make you mail in a rebate you honestly get a free tire no hoops buy three get one free at the Big O tire stores in conway and cabin we have something for every vehicle so save money today and get tight service straight talk at
6: the Big O tires in conway and cabin
1: Don't miss the Memorial Day sale at Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor for a limited time only. Enjoy up to 50% off store-wide. Plus, with extended hours, it's the perfect time to shop. They're more than a recliner store. Kick off summer with something new in every room of your home. Living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, and accessories galore. With special financing offers to make your dream home a reality. Don't miss out. Visit Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor in Shackleford Galleries of Little Rock now and save big.
0: Welcome back. Back to the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio. If you're looking for sports and entertainment, then look no further. You're in the zone with Justin Aikry and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. I've got no place to go.
3: T. Crew weighed in on John Morant and we will hear from Charles Barkley in that regard coming up in a bit. We are also uh, working to run down Dick Girardi who is scheduled to join us right around now. Uh, Christian in the calendar I don't know if there's a backup number or not but I can get it for you if you need it. Doesn't look like there is. Anyway, just try him again. You might text him or something. Um, But anyway, we'll try to get him on here in a sec.
4: Little update from ESPN on Tiger Woods and the girlfriend lawsuit. Yes, uh, they just tweeted this out. A Florida judge ruled that the ex-girlfriend of Tiger Woods must abide by an NDA she purportedly signed and resolve her lawsuit seeking millions from him through private arbitration.
3: No surprise. That's what NDAs are for.
4: Yeah. You can't just go, "Hey, I'm
3: sad now, so I want to." I want money. I don't want to. I want to violate the NDA. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, that's gonna be I'd be curious to see what she gets if anything. Hey, I still can't figure out how he could kick her out if she was living there.
4: How that's legal? Yeah. Did he put her up? Would that make it legal? Well he, she lived with him. Right, no. Did she did he put her in a place give her a place to stay? Pay for her a place to stay. Oh did afterwards. Make,
3: yes. Would that make a difference? I I don't know. I just uh, my and I'm not obviously. This just in I'm not a lawyer. But I don't think you can just like boot somebody out of the home that they've been living in. You have to give them I don't know what the number of days is. 30-day notice. How Probably. long did
5: she live there? Like was she leaving? I mean they've been together was for a long her, time.
3: Her, her address? That was her yeah. I mean I'm sure. Okay. If she was living with him, I'm maybe she kept her other house, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, speaking of golf, the PGA uh, championship's underway. They, they had to start late. I guess there was frost on the course this morning. It's a little cold start in New York. And I didn't see early scores, but maybe you can check those, Wes. Okay. I did see an interesting story about Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson apparently hurt his back coming into the tournament, and he was asked about it yesterday. How, how did you do that? I mean, guy's a pretty smooth swinger. It's just surprising that uh, he would hurt his back doing that.
4: What did you do to your back? what was pull a muscle the lower back. Swinging a club or lifting no. up a kid?
1: Yeah,
3: was lifting up a kid. Just a bigger kid. <laughs> 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 Terrible audio quality. I was lifting up a kid, a bigger kid. So the insinuation was he and Paulina were getting frisky and oh. he hurt his back throwing her around. And uh, I think a lot of guys are like, you know what? That's uh, not a bad back injury in the big scheme of things. If you're having a little fun with your lady, it's not the worst way to get one, but uh, hopefully he's okay to play.
4: The uh, leader is uh, a Japanese player, K. Okay. Higa, and he's four under par through seven holes. And uh, he got a litany. It looks like 18, 17 players at one under par. So they're just getting started. Uh, Harold Varner, Kiyama, Zach Johnson, Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Jimmy Walker, John Rom, uh, all at one under par. Luke Donald, a bunch of golfers. So just getting underway. Rory is even through four holes. Is Dustin's playing? Is he? He's playing, right? He was
3: there to be interviewed at the okay. thing, so I assume he is. Okay.
4: David um, Lingmerth is playing, by the way. He's is he two over after two holes? Okay. That would put him in last place. Not a good start. Also, you and, you, you and I were talking during the break, but the uh, high school baseball, softball, and soccer. Championship games are this weekend. In fact, the baseball just started okay. uh, up in Conway. UCA is hosting all of these. No soccer today. Soccer gets started tomorrow. It's Friday and Saturday. Uh, but baseball is the first one. And it is uh, Mount Ida is uh, playing Taylor from down by Texarkana. And they lead one to nothing after the first inning.
3: Not on the air, Christian. Just call, just call him uh, off the air, yeah. And just check in with him. Ask him what the scoop is. Uh ten thirty seven, yeah, Dick already supposed to be on, like we said. We'll try to get him on here in a second. Um, John Moran has been all the rage, obviously. We talked about him at length yesterday, got Joe Klein's thoughts on it, Joe. He's an idiot. Okay. Uh Charles <laughs> Barkley weighed in last night. So did Shaq and so did Kenny, but Charles is always the most intriguing. So here is here are his thoughts on the John Moran situation.
7: First of all, I, I gotta say something, man. We got some idiots, some fools, some jackasses on television that really just pissed me off talking about Josh should make a stand saying he didn't break any laws. He didn't do anything wrong. We're in a state where you can carry your gun. Those guys are just, he's just freaking idiots. And I don't say freaking because y'all won't let me say what I want to say.
1: <laughs>
0: we it just don't care for it.
7: It, it. it pisses me off when I hear guys say that. Yo man, when you're making $100 million a year to play sports, your life changes there are certain rules and regulations you have to live by plain and simple you can't do stupid stuff that's the trade-off now if you want to do all that stuff and give all that money back more power to you you can make that stance you know what i want to do what i want to do i want to flash my gun and make videos and do things okay that's fine but you can't make money on the nba doing this stuff i i just hope that he grows up and realizes like yo man First of all, you're not a thug. You're not a criminal. You're not a crook. You're a guy making $100 million a year to dribble a a stupid basketball. (laughs) And you hit the lottery. We all hit the lottery to do something. That's people out there work nine to five, eight and nine hours a week, gonna make $25,000 a year. They will kill to be in our situation. And you know, Kenny's right. At some point, it's not your friends. Bill Parcells used to always say, and I love it. he says, yo yeah, man, you just an unlucky dude. Bad stuff happen around you all the time. You just an unlucky dude. No, 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 man. You got to look in the mirror and say, yo, yeah, you know what, maybe I'm the problem. And it's it's disappointing, because the kid's a great player, but to be like, to be a fool already, then be a bigger fool a couple of months later, and this is like your fifth or sixth, sixth gun thing. And like I say, hey, I'm a guy. I'm a gun guy, but I don't understand why you're flashing it. My bodyguard teasing me, man. If you touch your gun, you better shoot somebody. <laughs> it ain't for everybody to know you got. And he riding around with. I guess he think he would Anquan, Fuqua, and Steven Spielberg. <laughs>
3: Hello, Charles. He
7: makes
4: so much sense though, and he's able to put it in layman's terms to to help people understand. And he's right. You know, you and I, uh, we're not paid $200 million a year, but there are uh, higher Post. standards and there are things that we can't do that maybe the normal person could do on, let's say, Twitter or, or social media or whatever. Uh, they're out and about and they may not get fired for doing something right. stupid on their job, but because we are in the public eye, there are things that we have to do that, that maybe it's not somebody else has to do, but it's about image. And that's, that's all this is for the NBA. It's image. Yep. That's
5: true. To nitpick, Jaw's not making two hundred million a year either.
4: Well no. But... <laughs> or a
5: hundred
3: million, but but he's making a lot.
5: Yeah, he's making way more than
3: the average person. And he's making more than the average NBA player, too. Right. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean that's the thing I liked. I liked with Charles. The one thing that stood out to me was you're not a thug. You're not a guy that is, you know, comes from a I don't know what he grew up like, but like you're not you don't have like a I mean, you know, Allen Iverson before he came in the league, he had an he had an incident, right? Yeah, there was a right. And I don't, I'm not saying Allen Iverson's a thug either, but he obviously got in a bad situation there, and he also lived in a pretty tough area. I don't think area. Ja
5: had any character concerns coming into the NBA. Yeah,
3: and I, again, I think he's an easy guy to root for. He seems like a likable dude. Um, but yeah, it's just it is. I mean, it is a little bit about the company you keep, and as we talked about yesterday, I mean, you are responsible for a lot of people, or can be, if you choose to be, you can take care of your family, and you can even take care of some of your friends. You have enough money to do that now, and that's great, but making decisions like that is not going to help you. The other thing is, too, I mean, there's another piece of this, too, is that, you know, you're you're not going to lose your NBA contract over that, but there will be some advertisers that don't want to be associated oh, yeah. with them anymore. Now, Smith & Wesson, Winchester, they may all want to get in with John and have him be the official, uh, and be his official spokesperson, but... Other than that, it's not necessarily good for business, and the business is John Morant. You are a business now in that position.
4: When I did see a tweet that uh, the NRA, uh, they preach responsible gun ownership. You know, they—that's not something they would be in favor of. You know, waving a gun around like that. Sure. Um, but uh, I think it was Darren Revelle that said, "Jaws with Nike." Is that correct, Christian? Is he one of the yes. Nike guys? That this could be in jeopardy. That. That would be a big hit.
5: Well, Will Bond came out and said, you know, my kid's not going to buy his shoe. We're not going to allow him to buy those shoes. Oh. And stuff like that. So. Mike, come on.
3: Yeah, I think that's a little far, but whatever. Yeah, relax. Um, we may need to take
5: a break, by the way. Oh, I think it's
3: 1145.
5: There was a mix-up between time zones. That happened. Happens to some of
3: us, yes. It does happen. I've done it before. Uh, 1045. <laughs> so, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Dick Girardi. There you go. Stay tuned.
0: In
2: Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Truck. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. This is Pat Bradley for Whit
1: davis lumber plus Whit davis lumber plus has been serving central arkansas for over 70 years all the times you bought a lumber package power equipment tools doors from their door shop grills gutters insulation you name it this family-owned company appreciates it they know you have options and are thankful you continue to choose with davis as your preferred lumber yard and hardware store so thank you with davis customers for 70 years and looking forward to 70 more
6: Hello? Hey, I saw your car in Marketplace. When can I look at it? How about midnight at the
3: truck
1: stop? Buying a vehicle shouldn't be a risky venture. See Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock and know exactly what you're getting when it comes to quality pre owned vehicles. At Guadney, make a clean trade with a clean title and clear, simple finance options. Shopping new, Sierra 1500 at just 0.9%, GMC Terrain at just 1.9%, and how about anything? on our lot with no payments for 90 days. By finding that on Marketplace, know what you're getting at Guadney Buick GMC.
6: Hey, by any chance does the title say Rebuilt? Absolutely not. The title says Salvage and that means foreign. Yeah, it's going to be a hard pass. I'm headed to Guatney Buick GMC.
1: 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers to approve credit. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. You're listening to the dumbest radio show in America.
5: Hey shots, it's actually after 10 a.m. now.
0: My apologies. You're listening to the smartest radio show in America. The Zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore is back.
4: Big O' Tire. Big O' Tires. Got a great deal right now. Let me tell you about it. Buy three, four tire is absolutely free. No coupon, no mail-in rebates right there in the store. Third, buy three, four tire free. They haven't jacked up the prices or anything. They're not trying to, you know, make a little extra money on that. No, it is buy three, four tire free. Great selection of tires. All the name brand tires, plus they have the Big O Tire. And remember, Big O Tires does more than just tires. They uh, will work on your vehicle. They have mechanics right there ready to work on your vehicle. Conway, it's on Harkrider and Cabot. It is Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. Kroger. Go see our friends at Big O Tires, the team we trust.
3: All right, down the stretch they will come this weekend at the Preakness. Dick Girardi is joining us. And Dick, uh, courtesy of betonline.ag, we appreciate him popping back on with us. Dick, welcome back to the show. How are you?
2: I'm doing good. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys for having
3: me. You bet. We're always uh, looking forward to talking to you. I was a little um, disappointed, and I can't remember, I guess, year to year. Honestly, Dick, I can't remember what happened last week. But with the size of the field for the <laughs> Preakness, is this eight-horse field? Is that pretty typical? I mean, again, we we don't expect a 20-horse field like we get in the Kentucky Dairy, but is eight about normal?
2: Nah. No, no, no. We would normally have more than that. Yeah, it's really bizarre. I mean, we only have one horse out of the Kentucky Derby, which never happened. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's very unusual. And the reason is a lot of these trainers just don't want to run their horses back in two weeks anymore, even in the Triple Crown series where you have to. Uh, so it's unfortunate. Kind of it, the previous is a great race with an incredible history, but this is not one of the strongest. <laughs>
3: So you know, Mage wins the Kentucky Derby, a surprise, obviously, and now will open as the favorite. Should he be?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, if he runs back to, he he he's going to win, and he's the only one that's really won a big race yet. And he was second in the Florida Derby, which also was really an impressive race. So yeah, Mage be and he's 15-1, which is probably the right price in the yeah. Derby. Uh, hey dick he should be the
3: favorite for sure dick i'm gonna i'm gonna uh hang up real quick we're let's get you right back we got a bad connection i'm gonna call you right back here so if you will just hang on one second we'll get him back on i didn't want to try to do a whole interview like that but
4: no did you were you kicking yourself for not giving mage a little bit more love after going back and looking you know he finished second twice to who we thought was the best horse right Mm -hmm. and you know, Dylan, granted, that it, horse pulled out. And that horse pulled out. And if that's the only horse that ever beat him, I'm, I'm like, why didn't I give that horse a little love?
3: I don't know. Uh, I didn't because I'm stupid and it didn't even cross my mind, even though Jeff Taylor told me that Mage was going to be really good. So I blew it. Dick, you there?
2: <laughs> I got you now. Okay, exactly.
3: much much better. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we were just kind of talking about the Kentucky Derby and kicking ourselves because we didn't well, give Mage a little more credit. Probably should have going in, in hindsight.
2: Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, I mean, his <laughs> each of his races was solid. He just hadn't had that breakthrough race yet. And then the breakthrough race happened to come in the biggest race of all. And, yeah, he was, he was great. He was the deserving winner. He ran beautifully.
3: So Red Route, Route 1, after, you know, more than half of the field in the Kentucky Derby, had horses that had run at Oaklawn, and now we're left with just this one. But this <laughs> is a really intriguing yep. horse, and a horse that had really a lot of success. He was in the mix in all the major races at Oaklawn for the most part.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, and I thought uh, his race, and that was the Bathhouse Row, I'll get my uh, I'll get my hot springs down correctly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he was really good. Uh, I, I, I just, that was not an easy race to come from behind in. And he just looks like a horse by gun runner. As you mentioned, second in the Rebel. Uh, pretty solid, you know, sixth in the Arkansas Derby, but in the mix. He's got that same uh, one run from the back style. And obviously Steve Asmussen knows what he's doing. And this looks like a horse, you know, maybe it won't be the Preakness but maybe it's going to happen soon. Uh, he's probably going to need a, a, a little better pace to run at than he's going to get Saturday. Unlike the Derby, there just isn't a lot of early speed in this race at all. Um, so, yeah, that, that's an issue uh, for me with Rat, Rat 1, but I'm with you. I think I think he's a solid horse, and I'm certainly going to use him in some my exact trifecta. I think it's the kind of horse you can at least get in the top three.
4: Who is the pace in this race?
2: I think it's National Treasure, the one. There's only two confirmed speed horses to me: National Treasure, the one, and Coffee with Chris, who's been out near the lead a lot in his races in Maryland. But National Treasure's been running in Southern California, and if you're even close to a pace out there, you're usually on the pace somewhere else. And they have the one post. It's Baffert making his uh, triple crown return. I would expect that uh, National Treasure is going right to the front with Johnny V from the rail.
4: Can that horse go wire to wire? He
2: better, because I'm betting on him. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I think he can. It blinkers on. Uh, I've watched all of his recent works. Each one was terrific. Um, He's always a horse that had talent. I mean, he was third in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile behind Forte. He was second behind Cave Rock, who was Baffert's best two-year-old last year in the American Pharaoh. And it's like you watch him and you go, when are you going to figure this out? Uh, he, he, he runs in spots, it runs, then he'll slow down, then he'll come running again at the finish. And I'm hoping if they put him right in the race from the start, that he'll just go. Uh, and that's how they're training him. They're training him to go fast, early. So I suspect National Treasure is going to run like right that.
3: We will assume that if Mage is healthy and runs well here, win or lose, maybe we'll see mm-hmm. him back in the in the Belmont how many or what horses do you expect to return maybe from the Kentucky Derby to the Belmont, and who would you give a good shot to to win in the longer longer race?
2: Yeah, I certainly think Angel of Empire, the third horse, the Arkansas Derby winner. I mean, they've already basically said Brad Cox is saying that's where they're going to go. I, you know, I would think we'd probably see Forte. Right? He's on that 14-day uh, vet's list after the Bruce Foot in Kentucky where they, they scratched him out of the Derby. So I don't know why he wouldn't come back in it i'm a, I'm a little unclear about what Larry is going to do with two Phils who finished second um in the in the Derby. He hasn't really said anything he just said two weeks is too soon to come back in the preness but i this one miss much I can guarantee you we'll see we'll see way more Derby horses in in the Belmont that we're seeing on Saturday in the pre
3: yeah um let me change gears here and get a little bit uh sort of not racing but racing news. And mm-hmm. there was some talk about, uh, obviously, it was, a, it was a tough week, uh, Churchill, leading up to the race with uh, oh, horse sure. horse deaths and injuries, as you mentioned, Forte, uh, Fortunately, his was not uh, as significant, obviously. Um, <clears throat> and I saw some talk about it again. There's always going to be people rising up and complaining and concerned about the future of the sport and that kind of thing. But I actually saw a, a story this morning that actually said that, there were fewer deaths this year than there had been in a long, long time. So overall, it was like, I don't know, maybe one death in every 10,000 starts or something like that. So, I mean, it actually was a pretty good year from a health standpoint for the industry, but when you have a terrible week like that, it certainly is
2: concerning. Yeah, no, you're, you're right on all counts. Uh, the numbers have gone down dramatically in the last three years. You have to remember that incredible spike at Santa Anita in the winter of 2019. They've changed a lot of the protocols. Think about what happened Derby morning. They had a, a pre race test on the favorite. State that didn't like what he saw, and he said, You're scratched. That would have never happened, yeah. like, even five years ago. Uh, so there the numbers are down dramatically, but you're right, because it all happened Derby week, and a lot of it at this point, at least it's been unexplained, that's what people are going to focus on. But yeah, if you look at the bigger picture, which is hard to do when you're in the middle of the biggest week of the year and you have all these unexplained uh, at least two unexplained deaths and, and five others from injuries incurred either in a workout or in a race that's a gigantic public relations problem there's no argument about that
4: back to the preakness any of these uh, long shots uh you, you you give them a chance anybody
2: I, you know I, I don't really i think the three horses i don't like at all unfortunately are the three long shots taste the chaos coffee with chris and perform but I, i'm going to give you one of one of the cool props from uh, betonline.ag is the over-under on margin of victory, and I do like National Treasure to win, and I think if he's going to win, he's going to win like we talked about, wire-to-wire, and there's a chance he's going to win big, so I'm going over a length and a half for the margin of victory, and the good news is, even if it's not National Treasure that wins, if Mage wins by more than a length and a half, you still win that top Hmm. bet. That's basically a 50-50 proposition, just over a length and a half on the
4: win margin. And where does that come from? The the official length of victory.
2: Well, it's it's just it's a it's a prop um, that's just put out by uh, betonline.ag, and then you get a chance to bet on it one way or another. And the photo finish camera will determine okay. uh, how how far you know what the actual margin is. Yeah, the photo it's, finish camera takes first to second and second to third all the all the way to last.
3: Here's an interesting prop bet: minus three hundred for Mage to finish in the top three. Is it worth? given uh, laying three to one?
2: You know, I think it probably is. Uh, I'm not a huge, as you said, I'm not b- a big fan of betting $3 to win a dollar. But I think that's a pretty good bet. Because I mentioned three horses, I think, have no chance, right? So, so now we're down to five horses, and he's got to beat two of them. That's the way <laughs> I would look at the race. Right? And yeah. and you're laying, you're laying uh, three to, to win one. So I kind of like that. I like Mage in the top three. Uh, it, I mean, the derby winner, derby winner almost always runs well at Pimlico. Uh, I, I just, there are very few recent Derby winners, other than the ones Todd Fletcher runs, that are no good. And the reason that Todd's horses are no good is he never runs horses back in two weeks. So, I mean, I bet against both of them when he won the Derby. I, bet, I knew they weren't winning, but think about all the other recent Derby winners. Even if they don't win the Preakness, they all run well.
3: There you go. Uh, one other thing we haven't mentioned is Bob Baffert's back, and obviously his suspension's over at Churchill now, so he'll be back in the yep. Kentucky Derry mix, so we'll get to see that uh, white hair and sunglasses back <laughs> on race days on a regular basis again. So I think I don't know if there were any lessons learned there, but I think uh, certainly he's identifiable, and it's probably good for the sport for him to be in the mix again.
2: Uh, I'm with you, and he's got national treasure. It's one of the reasons I'm picking up. Look, he's he hasn't run in one of these races in two, four years now. Last time was 2021 Preakness. You know he's not coming, uh, thinking he's going to run (laughs) second. Yeah, no doubt.
3: Uh, Dick, always a pleasure. We appreciate you. Again, uh, we'll talk to you, I guess, before the Belmont, but uh, more at betonline.ag, and we appreciate the info and the thoughts.
2: Absolutely. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. All
3: right, take care. Dick Girardi. Took a little effort and well worth it. Always a good visit. Uh, Jeff Money-Taylor picked Mage to win the Kentucky Derby. I am an idiot. I did not listen to him. But I'm going to listen to him tomorrow when he's on with us. We'll get his thoughts on the Preakness. See if he can nail another winner. Because, well, I could use the
1: money. Don't miss the Memorial Day sale at Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor for a limited time only. Enjoy up to 50% off store-wide. Plus, with extended hours, it's the perfect time to shop. They're more than a recliner store. Kick off summer with something new in every room of your home. Living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, and accessories galore. With special financing offers to